blessed Sunday to you. This is Anthony from Return to Tradition. Um, if you haven't didn't see my video yesterday, I'm, then I'll just reiterate what I said yesterday. Um, I live in Shawnee, Oklahoma, which was like the main epicenter of the tornado activity that made the headlines this week. My town got hit directly by a um, EF3 tornado that by the grace of God, actually barely touched down on the ground, but it kind of flew over town at tree level. And uh, I am currently in Tulsa, Oklahoma, recording this at a hotel. <laughs> if it was just myself and my wife, if we didn't have small children, then we could just deal with lack of electricity and lack of AC, you know, that kind of thing. But with small children, it becomes a much more complicated issue. And so... I had the ability to go up to Tulsa, and that's where we are right now. That's where I'm recording this from. But unfortunately, I'm doing this on my wife's laptop. My wife has a hobby YouTube channel. Uh, if you care about old Hollywood movies and looking at things like that from a, I guess you could, she would say a film studies angle, it's a forgotten Hollywood. And I'll try to put something in the comments later. Um, but we're presently doing this in... A hotel in Tulsa, and you won't so you won't see like the intro clips and all that stuff at least for a couple days. I have one video I made the day this happened that's gonna go that was supposed to go live on Saturday, but then all this happened, and so I just wanted to say something yesterday in a news video. And uh, plus, it was you know, it, it was a bigger news story than what I had made, so I bumped that one. So you'll see what looks like a normal level video for me tomorrow, but otherwise. Um, I've got a couple news videos that'll be coming in the week that'll be made in this way without an intro, the sponsor spot, any of it, um, because I just don't have access to that stuff. It's all my desktop computer in my home office. So here's what happened. This at the um, it was Wednesday night. I owed my wife a birthday dinner. Her birthday was in Lent, and she has since she converted decided to you know observe her birthday, usually in the octave of Easter, but this year she gave birth to our son just before Easter during Holy Week, and right after Easter, her she had relatives over, so she, we, she and I were not able to do a private, just her and I, birthday dinner anywhere. So my brother was at my house watching my kids, and I had taken my wife to dinner at a uh, Brazilian steakhouse, which sounds super expensive. These days, it's not that much more expensive than going to, like, Buffalo Wild Wings or someplace like that, unfortunately. But, um, you know, as a once, a once or twice a year kind of thing, it's fine. And this steakhouse is not in my town, but there's a, a casino, a tribal casino resort off my highway. and Off the, the interstate highway, about 10 minutes from the house. And so it's a great place to, for us to be able to, her and I, to quietly get something to eat without having to worry about being too far from home while my brother watches my kids. And while we were there, we started getting, you know, tornado watch. And the employees were, you know, watching, keeping an eye on televisions. And all of a sudden, I, you know, what had gone from a statewide slight chance of tornadoes went to absolute chance without, on a dime. And that's one thing I've learned since moving to Oklahoma is that in fact that's how it works here like the weather in general will turn on you on a dime the weather forecasts here are 
nearly worthless beyond like a day. They just are. And it makes it hard to plan anything. But um, as we were getting ready to pay, the uh, our, our server told us that the uh, casino management was getting ready to start sending everybody to shelters 20 or so minutes from the time we were paying. And so we check out. We drive home. I give my brother a ride back home. He, he and my mother live only a short distance from us. And I, you know, my wife and I do our prayers as we usually do, and I actually go to bed as normal. I go to bed very early in the evening. So one of the reasons you don't see me doing a lot of, like, showing up on other people's channels in the evening, everyone likes to do those evening things. I don't know why. I don't think it's the best time for uh, Catholic audiences anyway, you know, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. things, but people want to do that. And you don't see me doing a lot of that because I'm usually deep asleep by then. But I couldn't sleep. I just naturally couldn't sleep. I was honestly kind of skeptical anything was going to happen. Around 9 o'clock, my wife wakes me up and tells me that there was a tornado warning issued for our town. And so she started getting the kids ready. I get up and I make myself a little more decent. You know, gym clothes instead of pajamas, right? And we head into our storm shelter. Yes, we had a tornado shelter. It's one of the reasons we chose the house we did when we moved to Shawnee. And it was an it's an in ground thing with a oh counterweighted door, like you pull on a rope and the door comes up, and the door at the end of that rope is like a cinder block. Okay, <laughs> so we go down into the storm shelter, and that's when the and the sirens are starting to go off at that point. Our storm shelter is under our carport, and because we had figured there might be hail. When we got home, I figured that might be the worst of it, so I parked the van under the carport. And the van was basically right next to the storm shelter. It's an important detail. So we're sitting under our storm shelter, and we're hearing high wind and rain, and it's starting to sound pretty scary out there. And I start hearing voices outside. Here's your moral dilemma at that point. If you're in a tornado shelter in that kind of situation and you don't recognize people, do you let them in? You have to make that decision. Thankfully, I recognized the voice. It was my next-door neighbor, and his roommate, and uh, his dog. And I remember giving him a blanket invitation once, that if in such an event, he can come by and use our shelter. And so he was not, so we, I heard him out there, and I don't know if he could, was figuring out how to open it. He's a local, and at that point I knew we were in trouble, because I, in my experience, the locals here don't take tornado warnings all that seriously until they need to. And so seeing my next door neighbor, who is an Okie, <laughs> coming to my shelter, I just went into there was gonna be a problem. Plus, so I let him in, and we you know, closed the shelter up. And you know, I'm watching the weather app as much as I can because the internet is starting to get spotty. Well, it turns out the tornadoes in the area were knocking down um, cell towers. So the internet was getting spotty, plus whatever you know, storm, the storm will do to internet signal or cell phone signals in general was doing that too. And there was a big red weather. If you've ever seen a storm, pick like storm footage on a phone or on a weather app or on the news, you'll, you know, you're used to seeing, you know, the big green cloud, normal rain, red for severe storm. Well, in the red were dots of purple. And that concerned me, especially since one of them was moving right towards not just my town, but roughly my town where I was. <laughs> So to make a long story short, again, I live in Shawnee. To the west of me is a town called Bethel Acres. A 
EF3 tornado went right through Bethel Acres, hit the hit the state highway that runs adjacent to my house, and then like narrowly missed my house by probably half a mile. It was close enough that it did some what looks mostly like minor damage on my street. My house was one that got the worst on my street, as far as I can tell. There's one neighbor who would probably dispute that, because he got part of someone's, um, like, a fence post. Like, a picture of a white picket fence, right? Except the posts for that. He got one of those into his roof. I mean, they'll have to take up the the ceiling tiles or the, the shingles and probably replace the plywood there. But he got that. My carport got ripped off the side of my house. The only roof damage I can tell from now, because we haven't had an, uh, an appraiser out there yet, the, we were on the list. We have, the appraiser hasn't come out yet. The only it was like where the gutters got ripped off. There might be a little bit of roof damage. Um, you're seeing this is very informal, by the way. I'm wearing a t-shirt. I never wear a t-shirt on camera. The shirts I wear, the buttons are not t-shirts. Um, that's about as formal as I ever get, except for maybe mass. But, you know, I'm sitting in a hotel room with a, with a suitcase that had the minimum for myself so that my wife and my kids could have, you know, more options <laughs> than I did. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, we, and I knew there was a problem because we heard some weird metal tearing sound. And then uh, our carport, or the uh, storm shelter, had vent pipes for air, right? And we'd gone in there many times over the years. Well, water started coming in. That's when I knew something had happened. And so when everything got quiet outside, and I gave it a few minutes, because in a tornado situation, quiet outside might mean eye of the storm, right? Once it got quiet outside for a few minutes, you know, I opened up the thing, and I took a look around, saw my house was still there, immediately praise God, you know, thank you, Jesus, right? Quite literally, praise God. I step out and I see carport's gone. My van is there. Again, important detail about that in a moment. And I flash my the flash of the light on my phone around, and I see almost everything that I had kept under my carport, my barbecue grills, that kind of stuff, was all still there. Just the carport was whisked away. <laughs> There's shredded metal now hanging off the side of my house. That's fun, especially with small children. Weird details like uh, I had a we had just put in a a sort of a devotional garden in our front yard uh, raised uh, we had built it right brick thing with uh, peat moss several kinds of flowers and a statue of our lady in the front yard um, both because I'd always wanted one something like that but I did get tired of occasionally finding notes on our like hey come to our you know uncle Bob pastor uncle Bob from the basement Bible colleges new newest addition to Christianity Church on the yeah I, I got tired of those invitations and that is a great way to advertise that you're not interested and the only people who will come to your door then are the true believers who want to convert you and in a way I respected those guys more because at least they're not lukewarm in their belief and I can maybe have an interesting conversation and maybe change their mind it's as likely as to change their mind as they are to change mine which is at least because they're not going to change my mind on the faith um, in that garden one of the bricks was missing, although we found it pretty easily, and the statue was gone. Gone. The next morning, my neighbor brought it to me, landed in his yard. Um, everybody in the street knew so who it was. We're the only, you know, out and out Catholics on the road, as far as I know. My carport ended up in pieces in people's yards, and so now it's piled up on 
on a driveway waiting for the cleanup crews to come and take it. Um, so the thing I'm, I'm not going to do a GoFundMe to fish for donations from you guys to try to get things done. Unless, of course, the appraiser comes out from the insurance company and just totally hoses us. If that happens, I might have to. But um, there are, if you really feel compelled to try to, you want to help out offset, because this is going to be expensive to replace that thing, but the insurance company, in theory, should cover most of it. I say in theory, um, because I've already taken a trip to Tulsa and spent like a few hundred dollars on a hotel room, basically. And this is not a you know super nice hotel room. This is a travelers in kind of place for my wife and my kids and I. Um, but if you feel compelled for that, um, there's a buy me a coffee link there, or you can become a patron if you want, but a buy me a coffee link. It's a tip jar basically. Um, and the people who do that get early access to my videos. I'm not that, if you want to do that, if that's if you're feeling compelled, I'm not doing a GoFundMe unless I absolutely need to. If you want to help with the, sh the efforts, relief efforts in Shawnee, the, there are two organizations mainly. You're probably not going to like either of them. One of them is the Red Cross, and the other is uh, the United Way. And the United Way has uh, problems, we'll say, from an ethics standpoint. But if you want to donate to their relief causes, they are the ones that seem to be the national organizations that are, at least when they are given money, they mo do mostly with them what they're supposed to do. And I, in grad school, did a whole nonprofit ethics course and nonprofit management course on like trustworthiness in grad school uh, with um, trustworthiness of these organizations from the perspective of, you know, top from the perspective of people who worked in those industries and who are trying to get their students to work in nonprofits. So they do mostly what they say they're going to do with their donations. If you're interested in, in that, um, I will try to put links to that stuff in the pinned comment with the caveat that um, those are the only real big ones that I saw. I didn't see any anything local going up yet either. But again, if you want to just help me out, if you want to, that's uh, buy me a coffee is in the description boxes. It always is. Um, but that's what we're dealing with here. Uh, I have a video, my news video from yesterday was filmed in here. It looks exactly like the same background, except I have a one of my shirts I usually wear for when filming on. And I'm going to be working here shortly on a video for the coming week. The There is a rough estimate that the power could be back on on my street. Uh, let's see, you're seeing this on Sunday. I'm filming this Saturday morning. So it should, in theory, be on. But whether or not it is at my house is another story. And then even if the power's on, is the internet back on? So this is why I'm trying to, you know, basically work as usual on stories that would be essentially slightly evergreen but still current. Things will still be interesting to the audience, still informing you without just making just a bunch of nonsense. So other than the fact that they'll be presented a little bit differently, it'll be the same. I do again apologize to the channel sponsors for missing out on those spots. I just don't have like my bumper ads or anything with me and the internet here at the hotel is a little sketchy it takes a while to upload anything let alone i'm not even sure if i'm permitted to download my own videos using their internet just as a because it may violate their file sharing rules so anyway that's what happened um in shawnee we know that as of right now no loss of life. Thank you, Lord, for that. No one, miraculously, um, on that same night, a town called Cole did have three souls, and it was unfortunate. The governor was in my town yesterday, as I'm filming this, or day before, I guess, at the at OBU, the Oklahoma Baptist University, which took a direct hit. 
and uh, so we're getting a state of emergency declared for the state, and he, was, he had been talking to the president, actually, and apparently the feds are going to probably rush do their thing, too, so there may be some help coming. But, uh, I mean, this thing wiped out a lot of the businesses here in town. A lot of homes were da severely damaged. Driving around afterwards, you know, my mom's house, fine, completely fine. People, like, across the street from her lost part of the roof. I mean, so it's weird how these things work. I know, I'll take one of these over an earthquake, though, which just destroys everything in its path. Anyway... Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, and um, anybody who decides they want to help, I appreciate it in advance, I thank you in advance. I hope my internet is up and running at home, and I hope that we basically have no real hitches other than this video, these low sh suddenly lower quality videos made for a couple days before we go right back to the way things were. And I'll try to give updates too on things, because one of the things I'm faced with now is that I had, let me know what you think of this idea. My wife just had a, you know, our third child, and so we need more space in the house. And my oldest son is um, level three autistic, so he's and he he's probably not going to be able to share a room, which gives us a minor problem because you know we have a daughter and now another son, and, and the infant son and the toddler can probably share a room for a t little while before you start running into basic problems. And I have a home office in the in the house. So one thing I was thinking about, what I had been thinking about, was building a home office in my yard. And the idea was to have a structure that was essentially being a garage. Well, now that that carport's gone, I'm, I'm faced with either just rebuilding the carport, having essentially like a newer version of the same thing I had before, or getting a small loan and building a garage and having a, a, a new home office in that garage, thus freeing that room up in my house for... Our, for little Aiden, or well, more likely my oldest son Nicholas will move there in the next year, and then Aiden gets his old room, and uh, but a new home office out in the a garage attached to the house, which will be expensive, yes, but it won't be. It's not outside as as expensive as I thought, especially if it's like minimally finished. You know, the garage part of it doesn't need to be heated, and so minimal electricity, just enough to you know have an office in and not do anything special. Let me know if you think that's the best thing that I should do, or if I should look for another solution. Um, working from home has been a real blessing for me on this, and it has helped my wife out immensely, so that's why I'm leaning that way. But let me know if you think that's a viable thing for me to do. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. If you made it, and uh, what I was going to planning was a short update video on this, it is now 19 minutes long. <laughs> you made it here. Thank you very much. Um, Pray for the people of Shawnee, Oklahoma, and Cole, Oklahoma. It's uh, it was pretty hectic out here, and it did restore my faith in humanity. Seeing how the community came together afterwards. Anyway, well, that's what's happened here, and we uh, appreciate your prayers and whatever help you decide. Anyway, God bless.